everybody, welcome to RPG Cast, episode 356 for the week of August 15th, 2015. I'm Chris Privetier, here to bring you the latest in RPG news. Joining me today is not my cats. In fact, it is Anna Marie Privetier. Meow. She's my wife. Meow. Wow. She didn't deny it. <laughs> Must be true. It is true. <laughs> Joining us from England, Alex Fuller. Hello. Hi. Hello. Also joining us, Els Wilkinson. I share a birthday with Alex. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We were born on the same day. What day? August 19th, next week. Ooh, yep. well, happy early birthday. I'm not buying you anything. <sighs> Are we you buying suck, something? Are we I'm, I think we might have to hit them up with some presents, just because you said that. Uh, yeah. That's not how it works. <laughs> I think it is. No, it isn't. Yeah, yeah. Being yeah, honest does not mean it. you have to be punished. <laughs> being a douchebag does. But I was just being honest. Oh, my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> that was adorable. Oh, it's time to talk about what we've been playing. So, what have you been playing, Chris? I have been playing World of Warcraft. How's that been going for you? Ah, fine. I'm making progress on various garrison campaigns in the, the main storyline and the new Tanan jungle crap. I'm up to 674 item level. Ooh, nobody cares. Wow, I think that's the first time you've gone above me in about, I don't know, two years or something. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, well I'm not go. subscribed at the moment. Yeah, you're so. not subscribed at the moment, so of course not. Um, but who cares about that? I've been playing Time Clickers. Time clickers. Everybody should play time clickers. It's a clicky game like clicker heroes and the numbers go up and they keep going up and then Chris, you send and the numbers go up faster. What? Chris, what? you have a problem. I do. I've also been playing time clicker, clicker heroes rather. Um, and I do this at the same time I play World of Warcraft. So um, I like to see numbers go up, I think is what I've learned today, this week, this year. So the numbers go up and I like to see the numbers go up. Also, I've been continuing forward into Skya 4. Um, I'm on chapter 9 now. Is that the final chapter? I don't know. It's The game has something like four final chapters. Exactly. So, so this is final episode 3 <laughs> of however many. <laughs> I think there might be a final episode 4. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, so I'm making progress in that. Uh, and then, most importantly, I logged into Destiny yesterday to buy my Gallerhorn. Galler, Gallerhorn? I don't know how to say it. Schallerhorn? Gallerhorn. Gal I don't know. It Gal was for sale by Xur, and everyone tells me it's the best weapon in the game. So I was like, go buy it. And so I did. Well, there's and a J in there that I don't think you can just ignore. I, th it's, I think it's. I think in, Nord in Nordic language, you can just ignore I think J's it's like, like a that. Y sound or something at okay. that point. Like Yalahorn or something like Yala that. Yalahorn. Yeah, that makes sense. Yalahorn. So I'm doing that. And yeah. So I got my Yalahorn and played one round of uh, Prison of Elders, which is like the little like go into these four different rooms and kill everybody inside the rooms and then get rewards at the end. So I did that and then realized, yeah, okay, I'm good. No more Destiny till the expansion, probably. But I got my Yalahorn because that's an important weapon to have, apparently. So whatever. Um, moving on from that, I played more record keeper because we always play record keeper but uh, that's for power lord because he was like didn't you play more record keeper i'm like yes i played more record keeper so uh, my gaming life isn't very interesting now um i downloaded skyforge i wanted to try that out 
but I didn't get to play it yet. So <laughs> hopefully I'll have more on that next week. That is a relatively a, a newer game versus the other stuff I've been playing. Um, so some did anybody play anything recent, relevant, new? Um, I played Etrian Odyssey 2 Untold. Oh, okay. And I'm still playing it. It's fun. The end. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Well, it's um. Um, because the point that I'm at is very spoilerific. So I don't know what else I want to say. Spoilerific. It's when you find out it was all a dream. What? No. It was all a dream. Oh, I was more wondering if Anna had learned her uh, vocabulary from Riku. Huh? Uh, the phrase disasterific appears in Final Fantasy X too. It does? Awesome. It does. It does. That is very cool. I did not know that. But yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't even want to say what strata I'm in. That's kind of the thing. Because, yeah, I'm kind of just in giant spoilerville at the moment. So, other than that, I have also been playing WoW, and I have also been playing Record Keeper. Shout out to Kitten, who's been leveling with me. My protection paladin is now 83, although we are going to slow significantly down now that he is going back to school. And wow, that's awful. I know, right? Doesn't How he know dare what's he important? go to school? Yeah. Come on now. How dare they learn things? I know. Always learning. Always learning. So, did you deliver any missiles, Alice? Nah, I, I was playing Star Trek, so... Ooh, you should talk about that. Wait, Star Trek? Oh, where did, you, did you get it off the Humble Bundle, the, the co-op one? No, Star Trek Online, Chris. Oh, why? Did you deliver any torpedoes? Yes. Oh. Yeah, lots of torpedoes have been delivered. Okay, then. Against other players? Uh, mostly not. I, I don't really do PvP in Star Trek Online. Oh. Mainly because I don't think I'd be very good. I never hit the new level cap that they put in, like, I don't know how long ago it was, like, Eight months ago or something? When did Delta Rising come out? I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> you're asking the wrong people here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, did you do some PR for them? Nah, I guess not. Mm. Nope. Well, whatever. They upped the level cap to 60 back then, and I still I never hit it on any of my characters. So, um, I, I had uh, four max level characters previously. Yeah, four. I'm. I'm. It is kind of easy to level them these days, but um, I never got any of them to sixty. So I'm just giving that a try. I'm currently trying out Space Wizard because space. Oh. Wait, what? Wait, what's Space Wizard? Uh, science officer. <laughs> I Seriously? How does that make you a space? <laughs> well, because most of my offensive powers involve doing things with tractor beams and opening subspace rifts and tearing things apart like that. Hmm. It's actually quite enjoyable. I I somehow seem to be more effective on a, a science officer who are normally known for doing things like um like buffing and things like that, and I seem to be more effective than my actual DPS characters. I don't know if that's because of the ship I'm flying or what, but. Uh, stuff seems just seems to be dying quicker. Okay. You set phasers to own. 
something like that. Mm. Works for me. Uh, I I've put some time into Final Fantasy fourteen as well, but that's mostly just a little bit of slow leveling to sixty on my alternate classes. Um, I've been on night shifts this week, so I've not really gained that much. I've spent a lot of it sleeping. Has been done. Did you win at sleeping? Um, well, given I didn't fall asleep at work, I think I'll say yes. All right, good job. <laughs> All right. Oh, Alex, surely you've been playing more. Yeah, uh, I'm playing a bit, although I was away for most of this week. Yeah, you haven't been on the show for a while, so that helps too. That's true, but. That's just Saturdays. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I started playing Celestian Tales Old North. I, what? Celestian is... Tales of North? Celestian Tales colon Old North. Old North, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's a game by sort of, I think it's an Indonesian developer that yeah. was kickstarted, but it's sort of a turn turn-based RPG set in a fantasy sort of medieval fantasy setting but you basically get there's sort of six characters and you and to start the game you choose which one you want to be the main one so i think that's sort of mostly so that gives them extra story stuff just focused mostly on that character so you get a few sort of replay values by sort of going back and picking a different character to be the main one etc uh, it's it's sort of supposed to be about sort of six sort of young nobles who sort of become squires and stuff happens which I haven't seen yet because I haven't got that far into it. Stuff but, happens. Yeah. But so far it looks pretty interesting. I mean, it's fairly standard sort of what you expect from something based on turn-based JRPGs. So battle system works well. Game looks pretty decent. So, but yes, there will be a review at some point. Yay, reviews. We like those. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so far nothing absolutely amazing, but, I mean, if you go, it's not sort of one you go into expecting amazing stuff, but it's been pretty interesting so far. So hopefully that's good. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I've been playing more Final Fantasy fourteen. Which I think I decided to that I couldn't be bothered being a mechanist anymore. <laughs> no, mechanist. Whatever it is. Gun, sh gun shooty person. Mekuna Matata. Yeah, so I've gone back to being Dragoon. Again, although that meant I needed to sort of catch up on my... On the level serpent very slowly. Going through lots of fates. And now I just need now I just need to get into level fifty eight and I can do stuff again. Mm -hmm. See, and apart from that, I think I played a bit more Xenoblade 3D when I was traveling to go to a wedding. Cool. And I also played the NHL sixteen beta thing that they had. The beta thing, okay. Yep, they were testing the EA SHL. Thing which is that's these it was the mode that they took out last year, where you sort of basically control one player 
and play online against sort of eleven others, so you sort of get a full full match of people mm-hmm. just playing hockey. It yeah. was fun. Sounds useful. Yep. But yeah, that was one of my favourite modes from the previous game, so I was annoyed it didn't make it to the last one. And I think I'm done. So that tells us what we've been playing. Hey. Everyone was excited. Oh, yeah. Alice, I have a question for you. Why didn't you log into EVE and delis- deliver missiles there? I did log into EVE. I was adjusting my skill queue. To deliver missiles? Well, <laughs> yeah, well, flying more ships does allow me to deliver missiles more efficiently. But I, I keep being told of future missile deliveries to come, but I don't know. Either- I think the problem just... is when I'm on when I'm on a night when I'm on a night shift, Chris. It's quite difficult to actually organize the time to go out on missile deliveries. Listen, there are people 24 hours a day who need missiles delivered to them. Is that not true? <sighs> you can't deny it. Can't deny. I don't. Know. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Deliver more missiles. We like hearing your stories. Chris, Chris, if you want to, you can always cure your clicker obsession by, I don't know, subscribing to EVE Online. Delivering missiles missiles? yourself. Yes. I don't know. Numbers do go up in the game. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. When your skills go up, you'll see your missiles do more and more damage. I suppose that's okay. Hmm. Okay. Anna... Mm-hmm. What do we do next? Um, I have a I have a cat going crazy on me, so it's distracting me. Should we maybe see, do? Here's the cat. Do you see her? I see part of her. I see a lot of her wiggling. There she goes. All right. What are we doing? News. News. Is it time for news? It is time for All news. right, everybody. It's time for news. So, we have a release date for Disgaea Five. We have a lot of info about Disgaea Five. Yes, there was a lot of just. Dis- yeah, there was a lot of news in general this week. No, but there was a lot of info about this guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> You'll yeah, see no. as we go on. <laughs> what? Yeah, this wasn't as news heavy as last week. No. That is true. <laughs> this guy five's got a date of October 9th. And then they, they revealed a bunch of stuff about things that they had. Curry shop. These are the new things they add. A curry shop, an alchemist, and a netherworld editor. So in the curry shop, you make curries that add special effects to the squads for a battle. But if you do it wrong, you'll have stat minuses for the battle, too. (laughs) So do it right. Wow. (laughs) You have the nether research squad, which is like garrison missions for your characters or um, Final Fantasy Tactics at the inns, where you could send characters off to do things. I got a good feeling. Yeah. Uh, the Netherworld Editor, which lets you make... I don't know what this means, so I'm going to read it verbatim. The ev- Netherworld Editor allows the creation of new worlds. These worlds can even be explored by other players. These worlds can also be summoned while in battle, and the effects of those worlds will replace any that the current one has. So, at first it sounds like a level editor, and then you can summon a world while you're in battle. I don't know what that means, but that's a thing. Well, uh, yeah, I think it means you can sort of replace various things with the ones that come in that creative world or something. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. There's a level editor in Disgaea 4. I'm wondering if it's similar to that. But I don't know. It's probably going to be. Uh, the Alchemist lets you make your own items and add innocence. Uh, and it, 
the innocence are the things that add special effects to items. You usually get them out of other items and move them into all stack them into one item to make that item really powerful. So this is just a, an item crafting system. And then there's an innocent farm where you can breed innocence. Innocence are people, so that's going to be weird. Uh, resulting in rare or exceptionally powerful effects, apparently. So there well, you go. as long as they as long as they keep in the ones that allow you to uh, um, level grind extremely well, because mm -hmm. I know there's an innocent the type that boosts the XP gain. Yep. So you just level that one up, combine them together. I think it's statistician, I think. Something like and that. And you yeah. throw like eight of them onto a piece of armor or something. Yep. And then you get like plus four thousand percent EXP gain yeah. or something, which is nice. Uh, there's going to be DLC coming out for Disgaea 5 as well. Five waves of it between October 16th and November 13th. Uh, new scenarios, familiar characters, and they'll be re released each week. And I bet you you will have to pay for them all. Just a guess. That's kind of how that works. And then the Vita version will come out eventually and it'll all be free. Woo. No one cares. Okay. Well, I'm going to play Disgaea 5. I've, that's why I'm working through Disgaea 4. So, yeah. October 9th. I have a couple months. I better get done with uh, 4D, 4DS soon. Or 2D, DS2, whatever it's called. Okay, Image Epic has a game called Stella Glow. We've been following it for a while, but Image Epic closed, right? So now Atlas is publishing it, and they have a video for the game. Um... But uh, they also announced that it's coming to North America, and it'll be out later this year. So, Stella Glow, more info. It still lives. My favorite story of the week is up next. Anna, I can't, I can't. Can you read it for me? Why do I have to read this? Because I can't handle it. The Motorhead? Yes, that's that's one of the words in the thing I'm asking you to read. Yes, I, but I don't know what Motorhead is. Okay, that makes this even better. Just read what it says. Really? Okay. <laughs> the expansion Motorhead Through the Ages is said to base the expansion its for what Anna? Uh, Victor Vran. So that's a Diablo style game, right? I don't remember what Victor Vran is. Well, come on. You chose the wrong person to read the story. Can I? <laughs> I go think back I chose reading... the right person. Can I go <laughs> back to reading the quote? Because this is extremely confusing to me. What was Alex going to say? Uh, I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's a Motorhead expansion for Victor Vran. The expansion Motorhead Through the Ages is said to base its designs around themes common to Motorhead music. Motorhead is a band, Anna. Okay including corrupt politicians and religious fanatics and adds in several new weapons, powers, and skills along with a new soundtrack. Yep. <laughs> the, the game will feature lands and themes such as the Dark Ages, war-torn regions, and the Wild West. This sounds stupid. Or as we wrote it, war-torn Ragoins. But uh, either way. Um, yeah. Uh, for, for those unfamiliar, Motorhead is, a, is an English rock band that was from the 70s. Okay. So who's Swear. Buckethead? Sorry? No word on if there will be a Buckethead DLC. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> if anyone, who's Buckethead? If, if there's anyone who knows who Lemmy Kilmister is, that's his band. Yeah. yeah. If anyone said the song Ace of Spades, that was by then. 
Motorhead did the Triple H theme song. It's time to play the game. Wow, I, I wasn't expecting you to make that reference. Um, Shaman made it in uh, the thread for the article, so that's the only oh, reason right. I knew that. <laughs> I wouldn't have known it was a Motorhead song without that. Thank you, Donald Mick. All right, so the uh, yeah Motorhead expansion for Victor Brand. Just just maul that one over. I don't know why. Just because. Woo! I, how do you base an expansion off of a band? For I what? just breaks my head. Anna, you know the person who made Fire Emblem? Yes. I do. The original Fire Emblem. Well, he's making a new game. No, he's not making a new game. He's making a new game maker. No, he's making a new game. No, he's making a new game maker. No, I believe I believe he is making a new game in his new game maker. Okay. Okay. Shozo Kaga, he's making a game called Vesperia Saga in the Game Maker SRPG Studio. Which I think we covered like two, three weeks ago. Yeah, I remember us talking about that. Uh, he's got a video of it, and it looks like Fire Emblem. But Yeah, really... well, I say the games made by SRPG Maker look like Fire Emblem. It's not surprising. But really low frame rate and stuff. So, And it looks like SNES era. So, or somewhere between SNES and PlayStation era 2D games. You can uh, decide if that's your, your your jam. No announcements of any of this coming to the West yet, but uh, when it's out, when it's done, he says he's going to release it for free. So I presume fans will translate it, and then you can play a Fire Emblem dude's new Fire Emblem style game. Yes, yeah. that, that was an if it's done. He didn't even say when. <laughs> ah, if it's done. Okay. <laughs> so, uh-huh. uh Something that's almost done, Neptunia... Rebirth three V generation, you know that one that the hyperdimension stuff where you play as the ladies who represent game systems. Yeah, they're they're beta testing the Steam version of that. So they're gonna run a beta test starting August twenty fourth through September tenth, and you you're rewarded with a free Steam key at launch. So if you're interested, you can uh, check out their Facebook page and I guess sign up there or something like that. Yeah, no, you can't. No, is it done? No, because oh, they closed. It closed already? Applications, yeah. Oh, you should have cut me off. Let's say, sorry, Chris. Uh, I'm probably going to stop posting these because I think that's about the third time in the way where it's actually sort of closed about two hours after we posted it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sam put this one up. So, uh, All right. Yeah, I wasn't actually around when that was posted, but right. well, something <laughs> it's happened before. I think you were around for this one. No, you weren't. It was Zach Webster. Uh, the Square Enix is having a sale on PlayStation. And when I say a sale, like, I mean a sale. Get this. Here's what Square Enix has on sale on, on the PlayStation Network. Chrono Cross, Chrono Trigger, Drakengard 3, Final Fantasy Tactics, Tactics War of the Lines, 10-10-2 HD, PS3 only, 13-2 Origins, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, Front Mission 3, Legend of Mana, Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy 13, Parasite Eve 1 and 2, Vagrant Story, Decidia, Final Fantasy, Lord of Arcana, Tactics Ogre, Let Us Cling Together, um, and The Third Birthday. So who's jumping on some slightly discounted Square Enix items? We jumped on some slightly discounted Square Enix items. And they, I, they're half off, but they still feel expensive. <laughs> this what is the thing that get? gets we me got, about this. Um, Legend of Mana, because uh-huh. I was thinking about streaming it, and it yeah. was like, what, two bucks? Two ninety nine, and, and I picked then, up Vagrant Story, because I just why? don't have it. Because I don't have it. Because I want to pound on an enemy and do one damage for an hour and a half. All right? You don't understand. 
The numbers, well, those numbers don't go up. <laughs> that cannot be cathartic. <laughs> I've because everyone tells me it's a good game, and I've never played it. It sounds terrible. Vagrant Story? Yes. <laughs> well, nothing I have ever read or heard about that game excites me for it. Nothing. Alice, Alex, should we be excited for Vagrant Story? Never played it. Never played it. Okay. Yeah, That's no going to be our question of the week. Convince Anna that she wants to play All right. Vagrant Story. Qu- I'm putting that down here. Question of the week. Uh, where does that go? Um, question of the week. Vagrant Story colon Y. Perfect. Get rid of the strike through. There we go. All right. We got a question of the week. Uh, let's see what we got. <laughs> Moving on from that. The, that sales live now. It ends Tuesday, August 18th. And if you don't want to throw your money at that, Anna, what can they throw their money at on Kickstarter? Um, something that's been canceled already. Wait, what? What? Yeah, that, oh, that's the no, other one. My bad. My bad. Um, or well, they can't do it at this one yet. Divinity and yeah, Chris, you can't throw money at this yet. Why not? Because it hasn't started yet. So ten days from now, they'll be able to throw right. money at so, dot 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 question mark. Divinity Original Sin. Yay! Two. A sequel to Divinity. Um, considering how little we played of the first one, do you think it makes sense for us to kickstart? The well, you realize one? I'm waiting for the director's cut now. The first one, right? Oh, that's right. gonna be good and then the second one will come out i don't know if that'll be good probably if it's more like this what do you think alex alice divinity no that's i really can't for it really okay yeah it's in that group of games that i no don't pillars of eternity really for any of you either <laughs> okay you're not into the pc baldur's gate style games no i tried playing Baldur's I was getting, getting just hated trying to play it. Well, okay then. I just don't like the... You know, game I hated ah. playing was Rainbow Moon. Any of you like Rainbow Moon? Um, I seem to remember liking what I saw of you playing it and then forgetting to get into it myself. Well, you'll have another chance. Because it's coming out on PlayStation 4. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then... <laughs> They just released news of this PS4 port, which has no date. And at the same time, they announced that the sequel, Rainbow Skies, has been delayed till 2016. <laughs> Second half of the year. That's a really big delay. It that's is like a big a, delay. That's like a year delay. <laughs> I know. Wow. I wonder what prompted that. They were planning to yeah. release it in 2014 originally. Yeah, I was going to say, this isn't exactly the first delay for that game. No, it hasn't been, but I think it's the <laughs> most significant one. some issues there. <laughs> Something not going right. Ugh. That would be like losing staff members, like on in force. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how many people will even work on that game. All right. So, Anna, do you like monster taming games? It depends on the game. What are you going to try to sell me? Well, what if it's on PS3, PS4, and Vita? Okay, Vita has me interested. All right, you are a monarch of a. Of the nation of Cyrilim. Okay. 
and you have to uh, complete procedurally generated quests and dungeons with turn-based battles involving monsters captured by you. Um, okay, so Pokemon Mystery Dungeon? Um, quests and dungeons, uh, maybe. It has a <laughs> castle upgrading system. Okay, uh, not, not I'm interested. And you can recruit more monsters and get more citizens in your nation. And an extensive crafting system. Okay, this sounds okay. Okay, we have so, a we have a video on the site. Okay. And then I don't know beyond that. Is it's, there any sort of release date for this? Uh, it's actually already out. What? It's out on uh, PC, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, and Windows. Okay. And it's coming to PlayStation now. So the question is: Is do we try it? Uh, I mean, how much do you like phone games, right? I like phone games. I play my iPad like every day. Okay. Well, yeah. It's got uh, graphics, I would say, equal to like the Cthulhu Saves the World early games. Okay. So. Z-Boyd, in other words. Yeah. Kind of like, or, um, I don't know. Yeah. And you can get more monsters. And then you go dungeon crawling. The end. You're really selling me on this, Chris. <laughs> Well, I mean, you could go play it on iOS right now, so. But there's I a I think I might have to. Okay. Well, you get on it. All right. How about a new action RPG called Stories, The Hidden Path? I don't know what this one's about, other than it's called Stories, The Hidden Path. Well, I, I guess I do know what it's about. It's about a Sky Corsair named Renardo. He is the only surviving member of the Vanguard working to defend the realm against the attacking Imperial Armada. I like this, Alex. I don't know if this was copy that they gave you, but the game is said to feature an involving storytelling system with players' choices affecting the storyline and the narration evolving to reflect the changes. So, it oh, has they said a... something like that. I just reworded it. <laughs> it's like so. It has a story, and some of your choices matter. It's like that's a very fancy way of saying that. Um, yeah, though it sounds like they tried to sort of fancier by sort of working more stuff in the background, but. Who knows? So Stories, The Hidden Path, currently has a trailer out showing off. It's a PS4-only game, and I don't think it has a release date yet. Nope. So they've just announced it, so you can go watch the trailer and see how pretty it is. And please be excited. Please be excited. You can watch that trailer in YouTube's HTML5 video player, since they seem to have dropped Flash entirely in the last week or two, which I'm just realizing now. I'm like okay i'm good with that yeah well i think a lot of people are good with that <laughs> unless you have a browser that can't handle it i think it probably just falls back to flash then but well, it's more that my computer just hated flash in the last few months trust me everyone's <laughs> computer hated flash in the last few months so there you go new new action rpg called stories it looks pretty and uh i don't know maybe it'll be good uh furio i don't know what that is furio it's a studio oh okay they made a game called The Legend of Legacy. Yep. It's coming to North America thanks to Atlas. And it has a release date. October 13th, which is just four days after Disgaea 5. Did this sneak up on anyone? I don't remember like anything about this game. Um, uh, it, yeah. Oh, Legend of <laughs> Legacy. Yes, I have seen something about this game. I get it now. Okay. Yeah, this is the saga thing. The saga, the, spir oh, the spiritual, spiritual successor, successor to Saga. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have an import review already from Michael Baker. He liked it, um, so you could see what that's like. And they've announced 
There's going to be a launch edition. So here we go. Here's what you get in the launch edition. You get a collector's box. A 10-track soundtrack selection CD. And a 40-page art book, which looks like it might be hard-covered, but probably really tiny. Um, Yeah. I imagine it's the size of the box. Yeah, so not that big. Yeah, sort of one and a half 3DS boxes. Yes. Soundtrack selection. But it is Masashi Hamatsu who did like um, Final Fantasy X's music, right? Yeah, 13. That too. It did, I think he did Summer 10, yeah. That was... All right. But 13's music is so good. The problem with Record Keeper and Final Fantasy XIII's music, 13's music songs are meant to be listened to for a long time. And they take They have very long intros before they get to the good parts of the songs. And so Record Keeper has these short battles, so you just hear the intros again over and over again without hearing the interesting parts of the songs. And I think that should be fixed. So there. They need to do something about that. Okay, time for some briefs. No, not underwear. I'm talking about short stories that uh, we don't need to spend a lot of time on. There's a new trailer for Overlord, Fellowship of Evil. Ooh. A Nipponichi software has released a new trailer for Criminal Girls 2. You still getting that, Anna? You not getting that? Criminal I'm still Girls? deciding. I think we bought the last one for you finally digitally. Yeah, I think we finally got it on sale. All so right. I'm going to play it and see how squicked out I am mm-hmm. and decide on the second one from okay. there. Okay. Lost Adventures is out on PC. Has anyone tried this? No? Okay. It's an open-world action RPG with retro graphical style. So it could be good. I don't know. It's out now. There's another trailer on the site. Anna, are you still playing Pokemon? Um, No, I finished Alpha Sapphire. What if I told you there's a new event announced for the Global Link competition? Still not interested. It's the Pikachu Cup Online. I know. And I'm still not interested. <laughs> it is double matches with four to six electric-type Pokemon on your team. It's takes place between august 21st and 23rd and the reason i bring this up is has anyone else noticed all these freaking crazy pikachu videos coming out of japan they had some sort of like recent pokemon event or something and they have all these costume pikachus doing crazy things across the country and there's just an incessant amount of these cute videos of dancing costumed pikachus and stuff and i want one of those costumes I just assumed that Pikachus were still just everywhere in Japan. They're just all all, all <laughs> over the place, just Pikachus. Well, so this is, this ties in with that, I guess, or something. Um, and uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, planned rewards uh, have to do with how many people play Pikachu in the competition. If Pikachu places in the final rankings, then people who completed at least three battles and and placed will receive an in-game gift. Should Pikachu come in first, second, or third? Everyone gets a special Pikachu. Light balls. Okay, and then... All right, yeah. So they're making Pikachu competitive in tournament play? Well, they're trying to. Alrighty then. <laughs> so if you want to do this, you have to register at Pokemon Global Link, which you can get to at 3ds.pokemon-gl.com um, with your Pokemon Trainer Club account for the Junior or Master's uh, Division and then uh, start battling the following day. Uh, by oh sorry, uh, that, I read that wrong. Register by August twentieth, and then you can start battling starting the twenty first. Um, and no, you cannot use legendary Electro Pokemon. So there. 
So go play, go level up your Pikachus, everybody. And uh, if you don't like Pikachus, but you still like Pokemon, I got a shiny Rayquaza for you. That's right, everybody gets a shiny Rayquaza via the mystery gift function um, between now and September 14th. So go break out your game and get a shiny Rayquaza for free. And then just own everything else in the game. Because that's got to be powerful, right? No? I don't know. I haven't ever used a Rayquaza, so I couldn't tell you. But uh, that's a thing. Yeah. Alex and Alice, I have a question for you. Yeah. Are you excited about 3.1 for Final Fantasy XIV? Why, yeah. Well, uh, only if it adds various sitting places, because... Well, have I got news for you? (laughs) There are a bunch of new sitting poses being added in 3.1. Oh, fantastic. All right. So you can can sit in new ways. You splay your legs to the side. You can turn your feet inward. You can have one leg up, one leg down. You can cross your legs over your knees. Are you excited? I'm excited. No? No, Well... And other I'm people speechless. might care about I'm the twenty four excitement. Ah, I see. Other people might care about the part one of the new twenty four man raid series or a new Reliquest saga or new gold saucer editions, but forget that. New sitting animations. Woo! Yep. No? Okay. And then finally, Pandora's Shower is coming to the Pandora's Shower. Pandora's Tower is coming to the eShop. I don't know what Pandora's Shower is. I don't want to know. Ew. Hey, you're only four months behind us. Yeah, I don't. When is that hitting the eShop? Um, I think it was first. It's out. Yeah, so it's out of the eShop now, and there you go. Oh, hey, you know that means that you'll get Xenoblade on there in four months. I thought we already got that. No, no, uh, we got up. that. You did oh, not. You got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then some dude was being honest about localization of games at Nintendo and got fired for it because he said too many things. Everyone take a moment of silence for Chris Pringer. Thank you. So everyone go message Nintendo and say, hire back the guy who is actually like telling us things and being, you know, a useful member of the community. (sighs) Sorry, I'm... Man, I'm so torn on this. Yep. I know you are. The Nintendo thing is, sucks. is there's a lot of things that we don't know that are going on, like whether or not he violated an NDA. And if he did, then I'm sorry, you violate an NDA and you deserve to be fired. Yeah, That's whatever. how NDAs work. And you know it, Chris. You work somewhere that if you violated the NDA, you would be fired. Yeah, but I don't know that anything he said violates an NDA. Right. And that's a big unknown. We cannot know that. We have no way of knowing that. Hey. But Here's the, the other, other here's the other, the other way to look is, at it. Is and I think this is far Anna, more relevant. Anna, who can you trust will never violate an NDA again? The yeah, it's this it's guy. The story <laughs> of the guy who blows up the 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 gas station. You just spent a lot of money training this guy to never violate an NDA again. Yes. And now you're just and gonna fire him? Come on. I agree. <laughs> uh, there is absolute merit to that. But at the same time, this is usually how it goes. So I am sympathetic. Yeah. But no, he's probably not going to get his job back. He'll go work somewhere else. I just feel bad for the guy because it's like Nintendo's the only place he ever really wanted to work, it sounds um, like. The other thing is, is what he said made sense. 
Yeah. But he was a dick in how he said it. Well, I don't know. I only have the transcription, and so I you can read it either way. You should listen to the podcast itself. I did. Oh, yeah? And, yeah. I mean, to me, it's it's a lot about n- not just what he said. Oh, but, okay. But most assuredly how he said it. Yeah. He came across very bluntly. Mm-hmm. I have other Anna comments. Let me on the show. Is that Manny? Manny. Oh, Manny's going to come on and tell me I'm wrong. Okay. So let's uh, let's listen to Manny connect. Hi, Manny. How's it going? Anna is on the money. Okay. No, she. Anna's totally right, though. I mean... Yeah. This That's is, it. That's all is, I had to say. This, Thank is you a, this is a rare instance where Manny and I agree. Let's <laughs> savor this. No, I want to know what these other Anna comments are. Oh, well, just it's not just it's not just Nintendo. Like Nintendo isn't alone in this. I mean, there's a reason why you don't see. I, I, if, like, there's the same thing would happen if this person worked at Apple, at Google, at Facebook, at Microsoft. You know, I mean, there's a reason why these companies spend. Like they hire a lot of people in these and who in their marketing and PR departments. Why those people are senior vice presidents? They have idea plans. They have ways they want to say things. They have investors that they need to talk to, and and that they want to present what they do in certain ways. I, I read a comment that was like a pretty good comment over. Uh, I can't remember where it was exactly, but someone made the point where you know. This is actually a pretty big deal because Nintendo is a publicly traded company, and they're talking about how they're making bad fu- like. They're taking losses or making bad financial decisions uh, to localize games they know won't make a profit. And it's one thing for a guy to say that on a podcast and sort of like make investors go, what's Nintendo up to as that, that story gets picked up. And it's another thing when uh, the when the president does it during an earnings call or when the VP of marketing says, oh, no, this is a very strategic move because we want to do this, this and this and encourage you know what I'm trying to say? There's, there are reasons why companies do certain things, and if you don't put those in the right light, it might scare off potential investors or make investors nervous or upset. So there's that point, too. But there's also, like, you know... And then there's a I mean, bunch this, of companies that don't lock down the uh, mouthpieces like that. So it's, it's not like you can't do it the other way. What do you mean? Uh, there are companies that don't try to control the messaging as hard as your Apples and your Nintendos. And it's okay true, if, a, but if people speak out a little bit and they don't get fired for it. Yeah, and, yeah, it, and, and this it, isn't one you know, of those companies. Though. It works, and Nintendo's not one of those companies. You're right. Yeah, and that's that's what it comes down to. Is like, yep. I, I mean, look at Apple. I, I think if anyone like at Apple heard this story, like, yeah, of course you got fired. Are you yeah. crazy? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Just, I mean, there's I, a reason why feeling... Schiller makes like $100 million a year or whatever, and someone else in the company does too. They have a plan. They have, they have a singular voice. I mean... That's what I'm saying. Like, who, who, the last thing in these com- the Treehouse wants is some guy on a podcast talking about their vision for how they localize games or what they do. And what I they also don't. think it's really important to mention that he was discussing things that he was in no way a part of. I mean, he was discussing why or why not Nintendo uh, chose or chose not to um, localize uh, Xenoblade. Mm-hmm. which was like two years before he started working there. And the thing is, is that he wasn't lying or being deceived, uh, being deceptive. 
in sort of relating his own feelings on the matter, but it felt like he was talking for Nintendo. Absolutely. And that's a gigantic no-no. These companies don't, like, they don't staff up and they don't have these messages and they don't have this identity and then just let all of their employees go on whatever podcast, whatever blog, whatever website they want to and say whatever they want to whenever about their company. I know that's like, that's not... It's just, it's complex. Absolutely. And I don't think there's any one good right answer like he shouldn't have been fired he should have been fired i uh, i am not surprised he was fired why can't he just be yes. disciplined without being fired well uh, someone made a good, good I, I think question, Cliff Lizinski we don't making, have enough information to make right. that we don't have enough Chris. To, yeah. Yep. I agree with and that. I, I think uh, like Cliff Lazinski was saying on Twitter, which is pretty good, was pretty like if this guy was like a rock star, if this guy was like a Ken Levine, he would have been reprimanded. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Ken? Knock it off. Sorry, but I yep. am going to call bull crap on that sort of kind of message. No, because no, I, there Reggie are people. Fizem does right- not go out on a limb and tell you that it was such a big risk to localize. Yeah, are you asserting Reggie Fizeme has never misspoken in an interview? And, and went I, off the, the plan? he has. Yeah. Now, well, he didn't go and uh, use a nasally voice that ridicules the gamers while doing so. Well, I, I don't think Reggie's like a good, as a good example because he's like, he's the boss. He's yeah, the, yeah you're he right. He can do whatever he wants, right? Like, like, let's say like the translator, that famous translator who works directly with Miyamoto. Mm-hmm. Right. He's like a good mid-range, mid-level executive that if he spoke out of turn, he has so much history, they'd be like, come on, what are you doing, man? Yeah, and... He, he probably wouldn't do it in this particular manner either. Okay. No, and that's, you're right. I think we need to make a, a more equivalent comparison that I don't have a good example of right now. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. No, I, it's okay. That's, that's no, the okay. funny thing, Anna, is that like, I think you and I are, are, are trying to come at this from like the perspective of like, well, what's the realities of the situation right now? But it's also like the very unpopular opinion to have, right? Yes. And it sucks that he lost his job. And I'm absolutely not unsympathetic about that. Every year, Natsume does a Q&A. And every year, something out of that becomes a big story. And it's always embarrassing. And I don't know how it happens. Because four people proof everything that I write. Particularly when it comes to the Q&A. And somehow it ends up being a story anyways. And I completely understand that feeling of, hey, dude, do you know you're showing up on Go Nintendo, right? Because at that point, I just sort of lay my head on the desk and just go, fuck. I, don't, I just have this thing where people should be able to make mistakes. And, and again, we don't know if there is mitigating circumstances or aggravating Like there's a history of problems right. with this guy or something. Right, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah, we don't know. And also, I mean... Like, he did make a mistake, and he wasn't killed. He wasn't put in jail. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he lost his he, job. No, I, 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 I mean, he's gonna in go, the context of your employment or relationship well, with people, you company, should be able to make a mistake and, and recover. But I, I just hate culture. this. Yeah, I guess so. And people are telling me Nintendo's company culture is not a very forgiving one. It isn't. <laughs> and if anybody thought it was, wow. And you know why wow. they, they, they have you know why like companies like Apple and Google and, and and Nintendo can be like that is because they're highly sought after jobs and they know they can pick up someone who's just as qualified or talented to come in right after. Do you know what I mean? And that's very cutthroat and so true. And which is I think why we don't kind of want to acknowledge it. It's like every 
there's a lot of people that want to work at Nintendo. Obviously, not everybody wants to work at Nintendo. It's like, wait, like, it's like, wait a minute. We lost the guy with like an East Asian studies degree who specializes in Japanese and translation. Uh, where in the world would we ever find another one of those who also likes video games? I would. I will say it is clearly a bummer to lose an employee who is so enamored Pass- of his job. Yeah, yes, and absolutely. pro pro that company as well. Yeah, because right. everything he said was defending Nintendo, even though he did it poorly, right? Right. So, but uh, it wasn't his place to defend Nintendo, <laughs> and it wasn't his place to attack Nintendo either. You know what? I yeah, I guess. It's I just mean, Chris, he views it as his company, and yeah, that's and not a that's bad a, thing. Yeah, that's dangerous. And well, I, obviously, you it have is. seen me put myself <laughs> in that situation, and you have seen me make mistakes because of it. Yep. So, I mean, bear in mind that I am coming, I am not coming from a position of he deserved it. I am coming from a position of, holy cow, I've been there, and but for the grace of God, I go. Mm-hmm. And I'm just coming from the position as like, I get, I get it. <laughs> I mean, Nintendo isn't instantly the bad guy in this case, and this guy isn't instantly an innocent victim. Did we ever tell anybody what he actually said, or have we just been talking about it? Um, so there were a bunch of things that he talked about, but I think the big one that really irritated people is he talked about um, how NOE decided to localize Xenoblade and how long it took NOE to sort of uptick on that. Because here was the dilemma that they ran into. and No, I, I think you're skipping the, 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 par- the problem that I saw was him talking about people like, don't you like money? Come on, guys. Don't well, you no, this, this was in regards to Xenoblade. Yeah. So the dilemma that they had was Xenoblade was a large, expansive game that had a lot of text and would require voiceovers. And people can go on and on about how they could leave in the untranslated VA. No, it doesn't work. Talk to people that actually do stuff with VA games. They will tell you, no, it doesn't work. Even Xseed will tell you, no, it doesn't work. The people that publish this game. No, what doesn't work? Just leaving in an untranslated VA. What, the Japanese? Yes. But Just see that all the time. subtitling lowers sales. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. You'd be surprised how many people want to argue that position. Well, of course it's going to be lower sales. The idea is, are the sales still high enough to... No. To, oh, okay. So there you I go. I can think of one exception, though. And this, there, and this, <laughs> it's probably it? the exception that proves the rule, Manny. Yeah, but in this ex- in this exception is pretty much the reason. I mean, I, I everything you said is pretty much true, and it's like <laughs> it was um, uh, Chaos Rings three on uh, iOS. <laughs> you and, and Chaos Rings three. You were in love with Chaos Rings three. I, and, I just played it recently, and it, right. it comes up with this example. I mean, it's, it has a full. I mean, the practically most of the game is uh, fully voiced with Japanese voiceover, but they're like, eh, it's an iOS. Eh, we'll translate it good enough. And they put it out on the, on the on mobile platforms and you said, whatever, it'll sit there, it'll make some money. Good enough. What, 20 bucks a piece? Jeez, with no localization? With, with in-app purchases. I think um, no, no, the no, one no. I'm... Uh, one has no in-app purchases. Oh, my bad. The one I can think of would be Project X Zone, which I think doesn't translate any of its voice dialogue. Um, Did not sell well. Exactly. Aren't we getting a sequel? Yeah, because it, it sold Japan? well in Japan. Okay. It's a fan oh, wink game. Of course, it's getting a sequel. Uh, we were totally <laughs> off topic, though. Anyway, I thought Project was... X Zone sold well in the West compared to Japan. <laughs> Are you kidding? Seriously? Yeah. I only heard bad things about that game. I saw remember. There was one game that actually sold a lot more in the West than they were expecting, which is why it got a sequel. And I thought that was Project um, X Zone. That's actually Xenoblade. 
No, it wasn't Xenoblade. It was well. The reason that Xenoblade got a second game is because it sold strong worldwide. Oh yeah, that's more because it's awesome than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting really off topic. Yeah, I was just trying to 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 distill the things that were insensitive. Okay, so most of it revolved around the Xenoblade stuff, mm-hmm. which was. People basically came to Nintendo and were like, why don't you like money? And Nintendo's like, we like money just fine. You're just not a big enough group for us to justify spending it. Mm-hmm. And that's a harsh thing to say. And he but said it so in basically true. the biggest douchebag way that you could. Yeah. And it's true. That's of what bugs me. Everything he said is true. And now he's fired. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yes, it's true. And so NOE comes along and says, we have an audience that's starving. We have a different distribution model in Europe. We can justify spending the money to Also, we actually care about our players, unlike Nintendo of America. Chris, no. Yes. No, it it was a dollar and cents thing. And I'm sorry, if you assign any motivation other than that to NOE, you're nuts. (laughs) No, here's what I assigned to Nintendo of America. Thank you for your recent letter. I can see why you want to see games like Xenoblade, The Last Story, or Pandora's Tower released here in the Americas, but at this time we have no new information to offer or announcements to make regarding these games. I realize this is disappointing, but your comments have been documented and made available for other departments here to use as they see fit. We and appreciate you know what hearing what our consumers Rainfall find was, important. Is that plans were already in motion for all of those games before Operation Rainbow yeah, came out? Yeah, thanks to Exceed uh, and stuff like that, though. Yeah. Not due to Nintendo of America because they don't care. And again, why the? I'm sorry. They're a company. You know what they're interested in, Chris? Making money. If you don't like it, stop buying Nintendo stuff. Exactly. Yeah. There's always this feeling just just because we grew up with these companies, they somehow owe us something. No. Or that they're charities. That drives me crazy. Are they doing something for like the Gator community? Sorry, there is no such thing as a goodwill translation where Nintendo is going to make a game, localize a game and lose money on it just because people want it. It doesn't work that way. Passion projects are dead. Long live the dollar. Yeah. They're a publicly traded company. They have, do you don't say that to your investors who own a piece of your company. Oh yeah, we don't actually care about making money on any of the games we sell. uh, We sell. We just want to make the gamers happy. How does that translate into a sustainable business model? We don't know. But we owe them yeah. something. Sorry, but if I'm busting anybody's bubbles, I apologize. You're busting Real my talk. bubbles. Real talk, Chris. Stop busting Nintendo my bubbles. Nintendo is not here to make you happy. Uh, Nintendo is here to make money. All right. I Let's mean, this move. is what I always if say. If we about don't this move kind on soon, I'm just going to start eating cookies out of depression. I'll just say this is the one thing I always say. Too. I was like, I don't need anything to be tremendously successful. All I care about, I don't care about sales numbers. All I care is that there are enough like-minded people like me to keep something sustainable and keep it going. And in some cases, that's just I'm um, I'm not in a big enough minor. I mean, like group for that to happen. That's just the realities of the world, right? Mm-hmm. And anyways, the the argument sort of became further that once it had been translated into English, there was no reason not to put it out in North America. Completely ignoring the fact that there are still costs that are inherent between moving a game from North America to Europe and vice versa. Just being in English is not enough. And I don't know how I can stress that enough to people. And no one gets it. And it's very, very aggravating. Well, like even like so, even something as simple as getting it rated by the ESRB costs money. Getting discs pressed costs money. Uh, getting Printing all the new labels for the new region costs money. You know, there's a bunch of steps in the chain. And all of those all take time. Money. And all those take people to babysit those projects. 
And, think- and the thing is, is that ultimately, and this is something that he pointed out in the podcast, ultimately, if you have to assign four people to Xenoblade and it is going to make a profit of $30,000, number pulled completely out of my butt. And at the same time, you have an alternative project like a Mario game that's going to make a profit of $300,000, but require those same four people. Who are you going to, which project are you going to assign those four Mm -hmm. people to? What were you going to say, Alice? No, I was just thinking more along the lines of, um, I don't think I've kind of run into, or feel like I've run into this problem just because I've spent the last uh, 12, 13 years importing games. Yeah, I've sort of got <laughs> past it. <laughs> Well-timed comment in the chat room. Funaman says, solution, learn Japanese, save up. In the meantime, spread as much awareness as much as possible. So, And I think that's a good idea. <laughs> learn I think how to is. play the games in their native format and stop complaining. <laughs> and I never want to discourage people from contacting companies and saying, hey, I want this game. Because that feedback is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, 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 I agree. I just know that there, there are some things that I play that aren't ever going to get localized right. due to other reasons that aren't financial. You know, Super Robot Wars is pretty much all tied up in um, legal issues. Well, it, it is financial, but it's, it, it's, it's kind of never going to overcome it's, it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's half financial and half, uh, half like, uh, legal problems yeah. and copyright issues, you know, cross-country yeah. copyright issues, and yeah. bleh, it's messy as fuck. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but, um, and, uh, I think the bottom um, line about everything that he was saying was that he basically said, you're not worth it. And I think people really, really got offended by that concept. Yeah, because that's what Nintendo feels, though. Um, yes, again, business. Yep. Nothing personal. You're not worth it. But I, I, I analysts, I'm totally with you. I mean... And it sounds flippant to say learn Japanese, but I'm never going to discourage. I mean, it's a it's a useful skill that'll actually have a lot of value even outside of the game. There's an that opening on the translation team at Treehouse right now. <laughs> no, I mean it's a it's a useful skill that can help you in your entire life, and not just that one particular game that you want to play. I mean, that opens you up to an entire world of Japanese gaming, especially or just Japanese animation, Japanese books, Japanese comic, like this whole world of stuff. And if you're really like a Japanophile. I'd say at some point, take the plunge and you'll be, it's, it's just it's a good life skill. Yeah, I agree. I mean, people often mock people who got uh, started learning Japanese uh, because of wanting to be involved in either something like anime, manga, or importing games. But it became important for me starting to learn the language when I went and lived out there for quite a while. Um, and it, it, learning a language is good, as Manny says. Um, I, I keep my Japanese knowledge um, on my CV, it gets me jobs. At the very least, it get, it provokes interesting questions during job interviews. It's good for your brain. It helps like helps the onset of things like Alzheimer's. So don't you worry can, about and, how old you are. <laughs> and you can you can bridge from Japanese into things like Mandarin, you know, and other yeah. Asian languages. There's no uh, there's no real requirement to learn just the one language. I mean, yeah, you're gonna have to focus on Japanese if you want to play games or something. But if you're the kind of person who just wants who plays things occasionally but wants some more worldly experience out of it you know to learn japanese but use it as an opportunity to learn other asian languages and then once you're there you're not at the mercy of a lo- of localization realities or the fact that there aren't enough like-minded americans like you you can really mm. write your own ticket but also like uh well i mean like chris joked you know once you actually move into um getting qualifications in it i mean i have a, a basic level n5 in uh japanese language in the japanese language proficiency test is 
you know, it, it opens up job opportunities in translation. I have a friend of mine, uh, a very good friend of mine who still lives in Cornwall, um, who progressed up to doing the top level of the Japanese language proficiency test and now takes uh, contracts doing uh, anime translation work. And, you know, that pays him quite a lot of money. So, you know, nice. there's things you can do with it. Which is why I've been encouraging Chris to learn some Japanese for years. Yeah, I mean, Chris, you should really start. Like, you, just pick up some basic stuff. Wait, wait, wait. You How are so turn, passionate about oh, wait, Japanese wait, RPGs. Why did this turn into me learning Japanese? Dude, you are so passionate about Japanese RPGs. You're the one who gets mad at Nintendo when stuff like this happens or other companies. I mean, you are the right candidate for this thing. I feel like everyone's living through me now. Like, yeah, I need to learn Japanese so that other people can feel like they've accomplished something. It's not that hard. Even just a little bit a week. A little bit of time a week. Just get familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the very least, learn some learn the basic alphabets. That doesn't take too long. Okay. Hey, Anna. Anna, yes? encourage Chris. Oh, no. Don't make my wife help make me do things. No, you know, the funny thing is, is, I've kind of been slacking, but I really should learn some basic Japanese. Oh, uh, I, a couple's I, activity. There you go. I, I can I can see it being yeah that's I joke about I've joked about this with David but um yeah it's it's the kind of thing that two people like together can have quite a bit of fun with. You can even like have an entire like a weekend like a Sunday. This Saturday we're only going to speak Japanese to each other no matter what. <laughs> You'd be amazed how much that kind of stuff actually. No incur- no it totally does. Wait what languages our- have you learned this way Manny? What? Um I learned have English. You- Wait you did. Yeah, I'm not sure. Speaking... I, uh, the jury's still out on that, Anna. We didn't speak English in the house until I was older, mm-hmm. and now I don't speak any French. Yes. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I don't know that that's a success story. Well, I, I, I admittedly, I learned some, I learned some French because I had family members who were living in Calais for a few years. I, 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 I that was before I started studying at school because French is a very common language to learn in in England. Um, Go figure. No. <laughs> But we hate the French. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Japanese stuff, it's, I, you know, I, I'd encourage it. <laughs> I really would. Oh, there you go. You have a new section of your podcast, Chris, the Japanese word of the week. <laughs> and you can say actually, well, well, I was going to say you joke, but I think that actually could be pretty useful. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> I'll add it to the template. Yes, with the new with the new uh, format for notes and stuff, that's actually much easier to do. Yeah, yeah, it is. So. All right. With all this talk on Japan, it's a great transition for our Japan block of news. So here's what's going on in Japan, folks. Legend of Heroes: Trails in the Sky SC Evolution is coming to Vita. This is um. It's like the sequel to Trails in the Sky, and so it's going to come to Vita now. So it's uh, that. So the, so there you go. Uh, if you remember, the original <laughs> Vita one was a enhanced port of the original version two. What what's up, Alex? What I missed? No, so for later matter, I think XE posted new localization blog on the sort of PSP slash PC version of the game. Oh, cool! Right. It's just okay. it's, I'd check it out because it's quite interesting. So you get to read about various disastrous QA. It's uh, later this year QA for stories. that to come out, right? 
Um, yeah. It was supposed to be summer. Oh, okay. But um, at this yeah. point, it is not going to be summer. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Looking at the current QA things, there's, there's some difficulties. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> things didn't go well. All right. Uh, if you play Rise of Mana, this is the um, that's the phone game, right? Rise of Mana. Yeah, it's an iOS and Android game. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics characters, uh, Ramza, Agrius, and uh, Orlando are all coming to the game as uh, bosses. So if you like tactics and play Rise of Mana and are in Japan and have the ability to read Japanese characters, maybe you'll care about all that. I don't know. Whatever. Um, <laughs> what? Just You're a, funny. Just a few requirements. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 15 has some updates. They are getting technology from the Just Cause team to handle flight in the game. Cool. I I don't know what that means. They talk to them and they should... <laughs> uh, yeah. The, what? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah, aerial control techniques from Just Cause. They're planning to implement the 15. And so his goal is to implement airships that can fly around in full scale. Um, so there you go. Just Cause is influencing Final Fantasy 15. Just Cause. Making the game is taking a while because it takes a while to make the game. They announced that uh, debugs and uh, localization work is what's making Final Fantasy XV take so long. Which wow, is, really? Yeah, I know, right? It's like, it's, isn't that normal? <laughs> so whatever. Uh, they released screenshots for the game of like four different areas. So there's a girl, there's a sewer, there's a cliff and a building. So you can go look at those. And um, it's coming out everywhere. It's going to be simultaneous worldwide release. And Breath of Fire 6 has a protagonist named after Street Fighter. No. Wait, what? No. Breath of Fire 6 announced their Ryu. Yeah, this isn't Final Fantasy 15 related. Um, no, this is Breath no. of Fire 6. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So Breath of Fire 6 had a story as well. Um, they've, but they've, he's they've not your Ryu. character. No? That's very not normal. Ryu is the protagonist's older brother, and he's named Ryu, which is like dragon or something, right? And it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so Breath of Fire the 6, is, is the dragon game, has a guy named Dragon. Ryu. Yep. So there you go. So what do you think about all that 15 news? Um, do Are we any closer to a release date? Uh, it's taking a while because they're making the game. They told you. Right. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be patient it's taking a while because making the game takes a while it's 65 to 70 percent complete they say okay <laughs> whatever that means <sighs> that's all i got for news folks so uh with that let's uh jump into the new game there are no messages today this makes me sad we didn't get any uh any feedback um well, there was a little bit on the forums, but nobody wrote in and nobody left a voicemail. So I'd like to plug in, f- plug our feedback methods for the game, for the show, excuse me. Podcast.rpgamer.com is the email address. Forums.rpgamer.com is the message forums. And then finally, 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098. Um, a little bit of feedback in our chat room, it looks like. Blynn... Uh, jumped into the chat room and said, I'm learning two languages, but Japanese isn't one of them. I'm um, currently learning Serbian and Portuguese. And he says, what is this? Italki? Um, it's a website where you can meet people who teach and learn foreign languages. Oh, cool. Italki. 
So go check that out if you want to learn foreign languages. Thank you, Blinn. That's live feedback right from the chat room. You can join the chat room on irc.net irc.esper.net and go to Pound RP Gamer. That's where our chat room is, and you can join us live every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, when we stream the show. Okay, and let's see what we've got for new releases for the week. Then we can figure out what people are going to be playing. So coming out this week, uh, on the PlayStation 4, we got Volume and Zombie. You may know Zombie as Zombie U. This is the non-Wii U version of that game. The Wii U gets Pandora's Tower in the eShop and Wind Up Night 2 on the eShop. Xbox One gets Zombie. 3DS has got Best of Arcade Games Air Hockey and Best of Arcade Games Bubble Buster. I'm going to be honest, I don't remember playing either of those two particular video games in arcades. Uh, Brave Tank Hero on the eShop. Garfield Kart for 30 bucks on the eShop. Uh, I don't know why a Garfield Kart game costs 30 bucks, but okay. Paddington Adventures in London comes out for 30 bucks. Yeah. The Vita is getting... also, hang on. There's also Little Battlers Experience coming out. Oh, that's this week? Uh, it's on the 21st. So oh, that's next week. Friday. Okay, so Friday. All right. LBX is coming out. So that's Are we level... getting that? No. Why not? Do you want it? I maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Okay, well, you figure that out. Little Battler's Experience. That's the... um. I don't even remember. Is it any good? We don't know. It's not out yet. I don't know yet. This is level 5. Sort of their standard yeah. 3DS stuff. All right. So, But it's not Yokai Watch. Where's Yokai Watch? Isn't that like next year? I don't know. It's not now. PS Vita is getting this year. Dungeon Trap. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. The, there's no date, right? No. I have news about an actual RPG coming out. Yeah. Dungeon Travelers 2, The Royal Library and the Monster Seal. No? No? Okay. Resident Evil Revelations 2 and Volume are also on the Vita. And then PC gets the following. <clears throat> ABD, A Beautiful Day. Afterlife Empire. Antiopoly. Armicrog. BAD, Battle Armor Division. That's a pretty good name. Bard's Gold. Beach Bounce. D-Orbit. Dream of Mirror Online, Energy Hook, Expert Rifleman, Ferrum Secrets. Where is Grandpa? Yeah, that's where is that's, he? I don't know. Ferrum Secrets. That's the secret. Where is Grandpa? Fingered. Um, okay. Marble Muse, Necopata, Volume Zero. Pike and Shot campaigns, Rocket League, Supersonic Fury DLC pack. RPGMO. Three digits. Ubermash. Void Invaders. Volume and Zombie. There you go. Yeah? No? Yes, yeah, there's a couple missing from that as well. What? Uh, Final Fantasy Type Zero PC release. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> oh yeah, I completely yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> Alright. And there's and there's an indie RPG called Celestial Tear or Tear. I need a better list. <sighs> all right. So there you go. Those are your new releases. I need to ask you all, what are you going to be playing this week? Um, Etrian, Odyssey, 2 Untold. I'm going to try to finish it this week. No Dungeon Travelers 2 for you? Mm, no. No? You don't want to play Eki Dungeon Crawl? N no. No? Y you sound unsure. 
Well, here's the thing is, I kind of want to get into a Vita game. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. A Train Odyssey. No. And that's going to be a conflict. What are you playing, Alex? I'll try and play more Celestian Celestial Tales or Celestian Tales. There are too many games sounding the same. Remind me what that is. You just told me at the beginning of the show and I've already forgotten. Yeah, it's the sort of fantasy turn-based JRPG style game. Okay, that doesn't about, narrow about anything nobles. down. Is it a RPG maker thing? No, it's very clearly it says Unity in the opening. It's very clearly what? It's very clearly says Unity in the opening. Oh, it's Unity. Okay. All right. Yeah. Does it look? Is it's, it's, it's all, very it's indie, that, isn't it? It's of that ilk. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In terms, yeah, the yeah. Uh, top down, the top down view for exploration and stuff. Got but, it. Yeah, I will try and f- complete that this week. Alice, assuming it's short. Cool. Thank you, Alice. How many missiles are you delivering, and when are you delivering them? Uh. Chris, I'm on holiday this week. So oh. lots of missiles. No. I'm going to be playing lots of different things, though. Many, many things. But why no missiles? Because she'll be offline. Oh. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to be at my computer. What are you going to play? Uh, let's see. Um, pretty, well, a bunch of recent multiplayer games, including Mario Kart and stuff, uh, Gundam Extreme Versus, uh, a bunch of other stuff. And we'll see what people are bringing. So, Gundam Extreme versus. Is that on PC? No. I wish it was, but. Mm. All right. Who knows? They might port the next one. <laughs> hey, now, I, I, I give I give them crap about it, but uh, Namco Bandai do seem to be willing to localize other things now, like yes. for PC, which yeah. is a complete difference to their previous stance on things. So, yeah. Something might happen. Damn it. I'm loving all these. Oh my uh, gosh. We buried the lead. Final Fantasy Type Zero HD. If you buy it, you get a Chocobo Courier for Dota 2. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, a thing. Okay. I don't want to spend $26 on Type Zero, but I want a Chocobo Courier in Dota 2. Well, I, I pre ordered it because I'm supporting PC ports. And I never finished Final Fantasy Type Zero when it was on PSP. I have it on PS4. I don't have a PS4, so... He doesn't yeah. like it. That's his problem. I don't know. Everyone tells yeah. me the story sucks and the game's good. But you don't like this gameplay. It wasn't really calling to me, no. Yeah, Hello? I'm not overly a fan of the gameplay. I think I need to try it. It feels like it would work better as a portable game. Which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is funny, because I played that. it as a portable game. <laughs> yeah. oh, At least it's got amazing music. Yeah, music's good. Oh, man. This crap is just coming out of my hair. Anna did a sleep study last night, so she's got goo in her hair from where oh. the sensors were attached. Mm. Oh, well, I'm glad you finished that sentence. Yes. Yep. Manny, I have a question for you. What's up? How awesome is... I, I really want to hear your thoughts, and I'm sorry if you've already given them, but I'm more interested in them right now, about Chaos Rings 3. Uh, look for something on the site later. Really? Yeah. You won't answer my questions. Dun, no, dun, I don't want to give it all away. Give it all away. This is a, yeah. this is a podcast. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll come back to pimp I, it. I'll I have come questions back to for you. Fine, are I'll tell you this. Are you playing as Sora from Kingdom Hearts? No. He just looks like him. Not really. 
I'm looking at a picture of him. He looks like him. Eh. He's even got a big vaguely, key blade as, as, thing. As, vaguely, honestly. Yeah. Right. You'll get over that really quick. Okay. It's not, it's like, you it, think that for like five seconds. Is this game worth proportions are $20? Different. Yeah, and? No, I'm asking you, is it worth $20? It's a real game. I mean, yeah, totally. Okay. And it has controller support? Uh, no. Seriously? Lame. No. Really? Why? Well, you'd think it would because it's got a Vita version of it. Yeah, and like, I think the other Chaos Rings have it. That's so weird. I don't think so. I don't think so. I could be wrong. I really don't think so. Does the control fine without that? Never had a complaint. Okay. It's a turn-based game. I mean, you don't need control for anything. Better on iPad or iPhone? Whichever. Okay, doesn't matter. Do you have an iPhone 6 Plus? No. Uh, Play it on your iPad. Okay. Let me put it this way. I mean, this, I mean, this is a. I, I keep on saying this to people because when you hear mobile game twenty dollars, you go, "Ugh." But this game was co-developed on the Vita and on, uh, and for like iOS, Android. So, it, so both versions greatly benefited from that. You know, so there's like a lot of smart optimization, quick save features that the Vita version gets, and there's a lot of like smart, smart menu design and just sort of bigger budget that the Vita version could afford for this one. So it's like the best of both worlds in a lot of ways. It's, it very much is like a legit, like Vita slash, like feels like like late PS2, early, like mid PS3 era JRPG. It has a competent story, nice beginning, middle and end. Uh, it has hooks for a possible sequel. You don't need to have played any of the previous games. There's only like vague references to the past. Likeable characters. Uh, pretty good production values, uh, nice cutscenes, good voice acting, a fun adventure, uh, has like a persona style card, card battling slash fusion system, good standard traditional. This sounds like the kind of game I need to play. It's, um, I, let me put it this way. I was consistently surprised and, and delighted throughout my six, 67 hours I spent oh playing this Oh my gosh. Game. Are we getting this on Vita in the US or no? No, no, no. I don't count. Good luck. Which, <laughs> which sucks as I would very happily play it on Vita. I don't understand why. I mean, it's. Yeah. it's I mean, let's rewind, everyone. Let's rewind back. Anna, tell us about localization, please. For Vita, though? Uh, I think they just. I, Here is the, the dilemma that, that the Vita is having right now people want physical copies, retailers and distributors do not want to carry physical copies. Okay. And given the fact that they didn't do an English localization track, I think they did the bare minimum to get this out okay. in the United States, and that's it. All right. Which is fine, though. I actually really appreciated the fact that they didn't do an English voiceover because the Japanese cast is actually fairly decent. Okay, cool. Actually, I, I looked them up. There's a few of them are pretty famous, some good famous voice actors. Um, I enjoyed the whole thing through. I mean, the best way I would describe it is is a nice throwback. I mean, it's not the most original story. It's not the most like original thing you've ever seen. But who cares? I mean, a throwback every to what drama exactly? you see, the most original thing. It just has to be have likable people that you want to spend time with, and it has to be fun and interesting. So, sort of like how it felt. Sort of felt like a let me think, like a little bit of a fantasy star, or. A, 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 crossed with a little bit of a persona thing just in the in the battle system and some of this stuff but uh, i will say a media vision they they learned a lot of lessons building those last three cast rings games one two and the prequel i can't remember what the prequel was called omega 
there you go. They actually they learned quite a few lessons, and I think they they avoided all the pitfalls of like making a mobile game. Period. They just made a real game, and it happens to work on on an iPad or your phone, and it has all the features you would expect from a phone version, and has. I think the only complaint I have is that there's no uh, cloud saves and probably no controller support, which is what it. it you, it's definitely the kind of game I think you would want to have. Like just with you all the time, especially because they have this. There's actually two modes in the game: an arena battle mode, a separate arena battle mode, and the separate story mode. And you have and your cards and your sort of uh, equipment sort of carries between the two. But it's very clear that the battle mode was broken out. Like this battle arena mode was broken out, so they could be like the the mode you play on the bus, you know. <laughs> and it it has a lot of like weird free to play mechanics, which is why I totally get why Anna thought it was free to play. But really. It's like you could see where they could have gone down a wrong road with these free-to-play mechanics. But what they did instead was it's more of an encouragement to come and play the game every day. So you come and play the game, you get these like special little coins called, I mean, Oz coins or something. And you can spend them on special equipment or special items or like, you know, just cosmetic clothes to change up your guy a bit. And there's special arena battles. Like, so it'll be like month of June, we have these special battles, and on these days you can come in and fight these special battles, and you'll earn rare armor. You can only win on this day of the year, or a weapon you can only win on this day. And it's totally optional, but it's the kind of fun thing that you can easily spend like 10 to 30 minutes on if you have something short to do. And then, of course, the story mode with the voice acting and the cutscenes is something you're going to want to be at home for, or at least have like a dedicated chunk of time. Although, I will say, the fact that they quick save after every single battle and after every single time you change locations uh, is really smart. So you, I, I never really felt like I couldn't put it down. I, I felt like I pretty much put it down anytime I wanted to and just come right back to it and trust that my save data would be there. Um, but yeah, it feels like a, like a solid... It's, it feels like a solid, large, well-thought-out little game you know it's definitely a mobile game i mean not mobile i mean like portable game in the quotes when like you know there's not a lot of big areas to explore or even run around not like big towns there's not a huge cast of characters but they do a lot with what they do have and it was was just always like like oh look crazy there's a an over limit system and there's a like attack balance system and there's oh i gotta fuse these cards together oh i picked out these normal rare cards now i need to go into the super rare cards it's like a lot of that kind of stuff and i kept on going i mean if there's one maybe one complaint is that like i'm thinking okay this game's over oh no wow we got another 20 hours to go (laughs) nice all right I will say this, though. I think I liked it so much because I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't expecting it to be as much of a real game as, as it actually was. I think that's the most ringing endorsement Manny could give a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real game. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, are you gonna play, what are you going to play this week? Um, I'm going to wrap up New Vegas. New Vegas. For... Uh, four comes out actually had to restart that's the problem with i think maybe that's the problem with obsidian is they they created they crafted a really nice world with a lot of like this kind of faction drama and a lot of these like interweaving storylines but the problem with that is that if you walk away for like six months or in my case like a year or two it is impossible to know (laughs) what's going on anymore so i just had to restart okay i will say that was the great thing about skyrim and fallout 3 and oblivion was everything was so nice and sort of discreet 
that I can really walk away from Fallout 3 for a year, no. come back, and just pick up where I left off here. I was like, wait, why does this faction hate me again? I don't remember. So one of the things I want to do this year besides the finishing the Disgaea games is finish up the Fallout games. Should I just skip 3 and just do New Vegas? No, because they're completely different games. Oh, okay. And yeah, you, think, you think 3 is still worth playing in and of itself? Absolutely. It's a fantastic okay. game. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Let me put it this way. Um, <laughs> it's weird. Okay, so Obsidian crafted, I think, a better story and better characters and like a sort of a, a more believable lived-in world where they thought about things like where these people eat, like they actually have farms, where they get their food, like just sort of like a more cohesive world. But sure. the Fallout 3 game is just a more fun game. They, I mean, the characters may be... They may not be as strong a character, a side character as Boone or Cassidy. They're like side characters. Or there might not be like this interweaving like uh, narrative about how all these different factions play together. But as far as just a fun game that makes you feel powerful and strong, I mean, at, at, between like the bobbleheads that improve your stats, getting a perk every level instead of every other level like in New Vegas, uh, and just running around the capital wasteland with three dog and all that stuff. Fallout three is just, they they feel differently. I mean, as similar as they are, they definitely have their own individual quirks. Yeah. I think I preferred the overall atmosphere in three. I think that was a bit yeah, stronger. I'm, I'm with Alex. I mean, I, I think new Vegas is a great game with some be, probably better characters than three, but I, I, I think I enjoyed three more. Yeah. I, I think it seems, I mean, this is obsidian in a nutshell. If you look at, uh, at uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2, the characters and the storytelling is clearly better in Knights of the Old Republic 2, but Knights of the Old Republic 1 is a more solid, cohesive, and stable game. You know I mean? <laughs> Emphasis on stable. It's a, like it's a more fun game. <laughs> Where, and, and, well, what about all the, the backported fixes now from Aspire to the Steam version? Maybe uh, Maybe it's better now. Um, it, I think that depends. I've heard people say that even the stuff that came back with the restored content mod st still couldn't save the game. The, oh, okay. You know, opinions. Opinions, right, you know. Right, right. So it, your mileage may vary. But the, I, hey, that's Obsidian. A masterful storytellers. Not so masterful on the game part. No. Mm. Okay. Cool. So that's funny. Isn't that funny that, like, you know, better... It's so weird to say, oh, yeah, the story... As, wow, the characters in the settings are so much better here. But the game is probably still probably rich. It's probably better. Ugh. And a related note: every time I, I explain that to somebody, I always think of the those Hellboy movies because I think like, man, Hellboy two, what an original inventor! Oh wow, so nice. But when you ask me which one I would rather watch, I'd rather watch Hellboy one. It's a better cohesive whole. Okay. <sighs> Hellboy. I've ever told that last thing. I've ever told that story about how I was wa I was waiting. I was watching the trailer. We were uh, me and my friend were watching The Last Samurai with Tom Hanks. Well, no, yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. And during the trailers, a uh, trailer for Hellboy, okay. came, and everyone laughed at the Hellboy trailer, and people were like cracking jokes. Maybe that guy's in Hellboy. Like in every other trailer, some guy was like, Psh, maybe that guy's from Hellboy or something. It was, and everyone was laughing at Hellboy. And then like looking back, it's a back, terrible like, movie. What Hellboy? Yes. No, it's not. Absolutely, yes. you're I've you are it. insane. The The point of the story was it was a million times better than that shitty samurai movie. With well, Tom yeah, that's not a very good movie. <laughs> and we were all laughing at that one. I was like, oh, if only we knew. I think I saw both of those in theaters. Hellboy's awesome, dude. What are you talking about? It's not very good. I loved it. <laughs> all, right, all right. So so that's the Emmanuel block. Yay, Emmanuel. 
We've been missing you. You tricked me into talking, you bastard. <laughs> by by <laughs> saying controversial things about Chris Springer. All right, good. Good to know. Oh, you mean about uh, Chaos Rings. Yeah. No, we got it out of you. All right, yep. so thank right. you, everybody. Um, final plugs. Email addresses podcast at rbgamer.com. Call us at 608-729-4098. Listen to the show live Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Uh, Twitch.tv slash rpgamer. And you can visit our website, rpgamer.com. Um, so with that, I want to thank everybody and we'll be here next week. And on behalf of Alex, Alice, Manny, Anna, and myself, bye-bye. Oh, uh, I won't be here next week. Oh. Because I'm on holiday. Now we're disappointed. Go and learn some Japanese, Chris. Ah!